Just when you didn't think it could get any better, huh? Get, 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 know when the whistle go. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike McMasunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing fantastic, guys. This is it. This is the moment. This is the Furious 7 episode. I feel like this has taken a lifetime to get to since the last time I talked about Fast and Furious during Fast and Furious 6, waiting for number 7. And actually, I take that back. Um, when I got into real detail was the tragic loss of Paul Walker, that episode, and how was Fury 7 going to be, and my thoughts and predictions, and what I was hoping for, and now this is finally it. I've finally seen the movie, and it's finally time to record an episode, and I am so excited. So uh, a couple different things are going to happen in this episode, um, first thing being that I'm going to do a non-spoiler section, and trust me, uh, I'm going to try to be as vague as I possibly can, but give you bullet points on uh, what I thought of the movie. Uh, As you know, if you listened to the last episode, I know it was a hybrid episode, so some of you may or may not have listened to it, but I said that I'm going in with the highest of highest expectations for this movie, The Fast and Furious franchise is my favorite franchise. It's a franchise that I willingly go in with high expectations because I never get let down. It always gets better and better and better. So why in the hell would I ever drop my expectations? Uh, Unlike any other franchise, I just go in with, uh, I'm excited and go with an open mind. But I try to keep my expectations in check. But when it comes to Fast and Furious, baby... I know what I'm expecting. I know what they're going to give me. The movies know what they are, okay? These aren't Oscar-winning movies. If you're going in expecting a good plot, you're stupid. And what is your problem, okay? Come on. These are Fast and Furious movies. These are all about fun. These are all about brainless, ridiculous activities and family, the heart of the movies. So that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about in this review. So if you want to hear haters... Uh, you're probably going to get a bunch of those on the internet, but for me, this is my series guys. So you don't have to worry about somebody dissing and ripping on these movies because that's not me. I know exactly what these movies are. I love them. They're fantastic. You know, fast five, fast six. I freaking love them and I've give nothing but love to these movies and I'm pretty sure you're going to hear me give some love on Furious 7. Uh, I do have some things that actually were kind of surprising, a.k.a. maybe disappointing. I don't know. Will it affect my rating? We will talk about that inside the non-spoilers, okay? Uh, I'll play a tune after the non-spoilers are over, and then I'll get into full spoilers, mostly talking about the Paul Walker stuff, plot-wise, what was Cody And what was Paul, at least from everything that I've seen on screen and everything that I've read. So, yeah, good times. So, with that being said, let's get into the non-spoiler review for Furious 7. Most important thing 
will always be family. The people right here, right now. Our old life is done. Yeah? Dominic Terrell, you are nothing. You have had to. Shaw, this is a big bad brother. He's a special forces assassin. Maybe it's him that took down my brother. They created a monster. Ah! A war is coming to us, whether we like it or not. We're being hunted. You in this grave. So now I'll do this thing to him. We need to stop him before he does any more damage to our family. I'll let you down here. I know. So what's the plan, Don? We find him. He doesn't get away with this. Can somebody just walk me through what we're supposed to be doing. You need some fresh air? Listen, <laughs> you didn't think it could get any better, huh? Takes crazy to a whole nother level. One last ride. Nope, I'm not looking. Why does it feel like I'm not gonna see you again? I'll come back. I promise. guys here we go Woo-hoo. so excited okay i guess the best way to get into review is to set this thing up so uh my theater uh I, I live in a small town so we only have one theater and when i went to see insurgent uh, a few weeks ago on the website it said furious 7 coming thursday 7 p.m i'm like Hell yeah, baby. 7 p.m. on a Thursday. That's freaking awesome. I get to see it before Friday. Now, I did know that this movie had premiered um, about three, two, I want to say two weeks ago. And, of course, Vin Diesel was there and everybody was just super excited. And he did say that I, you know, I hope you enjoy the movie. I hope you love it. Please talk about it. But one thing I do ask is please keep the ending of the movie to yourself. Please let everybody experience the movie for themselves. And, of course, he started to cry. And one of the audience members said, you know, you got family here, Vin. And, and he loved that. And he's been talking about that ever since in interviews. I've been reading, you know, uh, as far as reviews go, everybody's been respectful. And not giving too much away, which has been fantastic. And the the score for Rotten Tomatoes uh, was originally 89, and now it's stuck at 82%, which is awesome. I mean, that tells you how much people are really digging this movie, especially the critics. User scores like 92%. 
But it's pretty awesome that the critics are digging this. Not a lot of haters out there, which is awesome. Because right now, this is the seventh movie, 15-year franchise. I mean, let's face it. This thing's been around longer than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And a lot of articles I've read lately say that this is the competition to Marvel, which it's true. I mean, this is a billion-dollar franchise. Am I wrong? I mean, come on. We're already at point something billion dollars over overall for the series and i'm sure that this movie is going to gross a billion dollars by the end of the year and it's already on track to break the record for captain america 2 the winter soldier which i'm totally cool with but we'll see how all that plays out in a few days no big deal but essentially uh, i went in to pre-order my tickets because you know i know this is a big movie i thought small town it's going to sell out fast Uh, But I got caught up at work, so I wasn't able to get my tickets that early. But a couple days ago, uh, for those of you who are in my uh, wrestling um, group, Face vs. Heel, uh, hang out in in that group, listen to the wrestling podcast. You guys probably know my friend Nick Cooper. Uh, He actually went with me. He loves, uh, he grew up on the Fast and Furious movies. He loves it just as much as I do. Paul Walker was always his favorite character, Brian O'Connor. So this movie really meant enough to him. The cool thing is when Fast and Furious 6 came out, his girlfriend worked at the theater and she got us the Fast and Furious 6 movie posters. As you remember, there was individual ones for each character and then the group one. I wanted the group one because it had the rock on it, of course. He got the Paul Walker one. And after he died, I was like, dude, can you imagine how much that poster means to you even you know it means even more to you now he's like yeah it does so unfortunately she doesn't work there anymore so i didn't get a fast and furious 7 poster but that's okay so he was going to come with me and when i i found out that they were showing it every hour now seven eight nine and ten i'm like hell yeah i wanted to see it at seven but in order for him to make it it would have to be the eight o'clock show which i was totally cool with so i'm like okay it's just an hour later no big deal and uh, my sister-in-law took the kids. My wife and I were, you know, my wife loves these movies as much as I do. And if you remember my original story, she actually hated these movies. Uh, the first one she hated. The second one uh, she didn't like at all. Tokyo Drift was the movie that she was like, okay. I said, look, it's not like the other ones watched Tokyo Drift. And, of course, she fell in love with Han. Han was always her favorite character. Uh, part four was the first movie we ever saw in the theater because my sister-in-law convinced her that, hey, you know the movies have changed you're gonna dig it and at number four is when my wife officially got converted over to the series so you know and and you've known uh i've talked about in the past about how much i love part two on a lot of people's lists it's like the worst of the series Uh, i i just think it's funny because that's when my boy tyrese comes in i love tokyo drift the first one is the only one that you know i'm not completely in love with you know i think the first one if i remember right i gave that one a strong three and a half week four number two was like four stars three was like uh like uh the same like three and a half four uh and then number four is when it was like four and a half stars it was like wow things are kicking in gear and then when fast five came out i mean that blew everybody away and that's like the first time the series got a five stars for me and then when six came out it was like wow you know it it was incredible so you know the thing is with this series is i clearly recognize what it is and that is a series that is uh it's all about, you know, crazy stunts. It's all about trying to outtop the other movie. But the thing that this move that this franchise has that 
especially a lot of people comment on. Not only the racial um, diversity in this film. I mean, everybody's family. You know, we have Hispanics in this movie. We have white people. We have Asian people. I mean, it's it. All cultures are represented in the series, and that's one reason why it's so big worldwide. You know, and the heart of the movie is that yeah, we can we can do everything with cars, but when it, at the end of the day, we're all family, and that's why this series resonates so much with people. And everybody knows that. These movies aren't called Fast and Furious. They're called Screw Physics. I mean, let's be honest, you know, and I've always said that. And that's what's so amazing about it is when people are making movies for an audience that the audience knows what kind of movie it is and the movie knows what kind of movie it is, that's when the fun happens. You know, Transformers are made for people to have brainless, you know, I'm not really going to defend the Transformers as much because these movies to me are quality uh, you know, Transformers, yeah, they're, they're super fun, but, you know, I'm not invested in the Transformers series like I am the Fast and Furious. When I go on and watch these movies, I'm seeing my friends up on the screen. I'm seeing my family up on the screen. I grew up with these people in a way. I mean, obviously, I had to grow up with them literally, but, you know, for the past 15 years of my life, I've watched these movies over and over and over again and, and uh, just live vicariously through these guys and laugh with them and cheer with them and cried with them. So, yeah, it's like, you know, when they make a new movie, it's like, hey, it's time for that family reunion to get together and have some laughs, maybe a few tears, do some cheers, uh, you know, and talk about talk about some ridiculous things that have happened. But in these movies, it's let's see the ridiculous things that are about ready to happen. You know, I mean, in all honesty, these guys are superheroes, you know, because uh, Vin Diesel can fly through the air and catch Michelle Rodriguez and land on a car and all is well. Uh, versus any normal person in the world would just instantly get shredded, uh, hitting that windshield, you know? So that's, that's the fun of it. But, um, so eight o'clock was our time and I'm a person that I got to be there a half hour early, baby. You know, I, I'm, I'm like, I got to get great seats. I always sit right in the back. So no idiot can sit behind me. And that's what we did, man. We got there at uh, 658. So when we got there, they're like, oh, you know, the previews of Star. I'm like, dude, I'm not here for the 7 o'clock. I'm here for the 8 o'clock. You know, previews are part of the movie to me, okay? And uh, I was like, you know, can we can we line up? They're like, is it open yet? They're like, yeah, I'm sure by 730 it'll be open. So we grab our popcorn, grab our drink, uh, walk over there, and boom, the theater is open. I'm like, heck yeah. And at that moment, there's the huge display of Furious 7. So, of course, I take a picture with The Rock. Uh, my boy takes a picture with uh, Paul Walker, and people are starting to walk in. I'm like, "Oh man, I can't have people take my seat." You know, I start freaking out at this moment in time. I wanted the I wanted the picture, but I didn't want people taking my seat. So, uh, so two people went in front of us, and then, uh, of course, they went right to the back, right to my spot. I'm like, oh well. So, uh, we after we took the picture, we went in there, we got our spot all the way in the back, and then people started coming in. And eventually we moved down because the people next to us were kind of loud and stuff like that. And it was, uh, I was okay with moving down just a little bit because I was still in the back and I didn't have to worry about anybody behind me. And actually earlier that day um, or the day before, my wife fell down the stairs and she hurt herself really, really bad actually. So I was kind of worried about this, you know, this is the movie we had been waiting for for like three years. And she's super sore and stuff, but she was a trooper, man. She had some really good pain pills, and uh, she she was super excited for this. And, 
She didn't let any of the pain bother her, so that that was pretty awesome. So, you know, after previews hits, the movie starts up, you know, and uh, the the cool thing with this movie is is that with the with the last few movies, they always had you know their big action scenes in the trailer but i knew for sure the ending of this movie was not in the trailers and i can actually confirm that the crap that happens at the end of the movie uh the big epic scene is not in the trailers which is awesome we all know the airplane scene is in the trailer uh you know the car colliding is in the trailer so on and so forth but i knew the climax of the film wasn't and that that i did uh was something i thought was a huge improvement over the other two movies because you know, we all knew the airplane scene was going to be the end of the movie, but it was pretty cool that I had no idea how the movie was going to end, what was going to be the big battle, and it wasn't in the trailer. So that was pretty awesome. I can give confirmation to that. But I knew the movie was going to, was it going to have a big opening sequence, you know, uh, kind of like the other movies did. You know, part four had the big opening sequence of the oil tanker, five had the bus flipping over, and then six didn't really have a big opening it was just brian and dom racing to you know for the birth of brian's baby but we had the awesome as you know my favorite song from the fast and furious series we own it that song came on with basically showing all the other movies inside the clip and then it said furious six on the screen so this time around uh, it opens up and i think it's safe to say i think everybody knows that race wars was going to make the appearance back into the series because Vin Diesel has said in multiple times, you know, that uh, we're going back home. So Race Wars is actually what kicks off the movie. And that's where we'll get our awesome title sequence of Furious 7, uh, of course. And it's pretty fun. Uh, some of the dialogue that's said, I think you're really going to enjoy it because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of subtle things in this film. Obviously, after you know Paul Walker died, they had to rewrite the script. So we're never going to know officially what the full story would have been if Paul Walker was alive. There's just no way anybody's ever going to find that out. I I can confirm a few scenes that for sure were not rewritten. Part of are actually in this movie, so on and so forth. But most of the dialogue around Paul Walker was changed. Um, you know, because they knew that they were going to honor Paul Walker. So an example of that would be ride or die. Well, obviously you're going to kind of change that up a little bit because we don't want to ride or die. So I'm not going to say exactly what is said, but that's an example of how things are changed throughout the movie. That's different from the rest of the movies because by the end of the game, you know, end of the movie, we want to honor Paul Walker and we're not going to honor him by talking about dying all the time. You know what I mean? So those are those are little things that you're going to get throughout the movie that is something for you to enjoy. Nice little Easter eggs, if you will. Now, you've probably heard about returning characters coming back to this movie. And I can confirm that there are returning characters. Now, uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics of who all the returning characters are. Uh, if you haven't seen the series from the beginning, you're actually not going to know who some of these people are. You're going to be like, who the hell was that? Uh, other times, you're clearly going to know who the person is. Uh, but Race Wars is super fun, great way to start off the movie. And there's some uh, some cool things that go down in the beginning of the film. And then, of course, when we get the introduction to Paul Walker, uh, first time on the screen is pretty awesome. And it's actually a very funny moment 
I'm not going to spoil it for you. I can talk about that in the spoilers, but let's just say that uh, they, they start things off right by making you laugh. That's the cool thing is that immediately when you see Paul Walker, you're probably going to get a hard, you know, a heavy heart. And then they instantly know that you're going to get a heavy heart and they do something funny just to break the ice, which I thought was priceless and a great way to, to kick off everything I'm going to see with Paul Walker on the screen. I thought that was fantastic. So, uh, again, you'll find out what that is. Uh, but it's really good. It definitely sets the tone. So we know that our main bad guy of this series uh, or of this movie is Jason Statham, which I will say I love Jason Statham. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, I, I used to love Jason Statham, but now only makes this bunch of crap, bunch of B and C movies, which I can totally understand it because it's true. He does make some direct to DVD movies, but I'm a big fan of Jason Statham. I do agree with a lot of people that he's not a guy that uh, he's better served as a supporting character than he is just running the movie by himself. But I enjoy him either way. You know, Death Race, obviously, uh, the the first, um, what's the one where he has to run the whole entire time? Uh, people are screaming at me right now. But Crank, yeah, Crank. Love Crank 1. I hate Crank 2. Crank 2 is terrible, but I love Crank 1. Transporter movies, those are super fun, man. Good times. Part 2 is my favorite, by the way. But, um, you know, the Expendable movies, he's he's great in those. So I was super pumped to find out Jason Statham was going to be in this movie. Uh, his introduction is actually fantastic. Technically speaking, he does actually kick off the movie before Race Wars happens. So, uh, and it's super, super interesting how things kick off with him. Uh, you are going to kind of be blown away, if you will, on how things start off because he actually does kick off the movie. So uh, that's pretty cool. And then we get into Race Wars and then we get the introduction of Paul Walker, so on and so forth. So you're probably like, okay, so what is basically the story? So it's pretty simple. And then it's also kind of complicated. Here's the simple version of Furious 7, what the movie's about. So If you've obviously seen number six, you know that Luke Evans was Owen Shaw. And at the end of part six, he gets his ass thrown out of a plane. Uh, So this guy, which would be Deckard Shaw, a.k.a. Jason Statham, is the older brother of Luke Evans. So he wants revenge for his family. Just like Dom would always want to take revenge for his family. So as we saw at the end of Furious 6, we saw that Jason Statham is the reason that Han died due to, you know, going back to Tokyo Drift. He's the reason why he died. And uh, the reason why he killed Han is he wants to take out each of the crew one by one by one. And that's essentially the story. It's a revenge flick. Vengeance hits home. I mean, it tells you that right on the poster. You know, J- Owen Sh- or Deckard Shaw wants revenge, so he's going to come after our our team, our family that we love, and that's and then Dom just wants to get revenge for killing, you know, um, you know, for killing Han. That that's the basic of the story. Where the it's kind of the second story comes in. We actually have two bad guys in this movie. Um, the other guy is a guy that if you've seen Constantine. Um, this guy, Demond, uh, 
Chaman, uh, Hansu, I want to say is his right name. Basically, for my ninth, for the 99th episode of STL, it was never back down. You know, the, the black guy who was like Mr. Miyagi, you know, the movie that I say is the true remake of The Karate Kid. Yes, he is in this movie. He is the bad guy. He's known as uh, Moses. And basically, the way that he comes into play is there's this thing called uh, God's Eye. Uh, Moses is this is this mercenary. And he wants this thing called God's Eye. And it's a computer program that can use digital devices to track a specific person. So, like, for example, Kurt Russell, as you know, is in this movie. I'll talk about him in a little bit. But uh, as he puts it, it took them, you know, it took them days to find Osama bin Laden. But with the God's Eye program, it could have taken only a couple of hours. That's to kind of give you a basic idea of how powerful this tool is. But uh, they also have a specific person, the creator. Um, there's a hacker named Ramsey that uh, is who this bad guy is trying to go after. So that's kind of where the, the second story of the movie will come into play. So your basic story is that we got a revenge flick and then we also have a rescue flick at the same time. Now where Kurt Russell comes into play, he's essentially the leader of uh, a cover ops team and let's just say kurt russell he is fantastic in this movie he is aged very well i mean he's rocking the gray hair he's aged gracefully and he's got some really good one-liners in the movie uh he's got a really good presence on the screen it's great to see him back on the big screen i definitely enjoyed it it's some good times and the story definitely is going to play with you on where his character fits in the series. So that's something for you to experience for yourself and have some good times with and think, you know, who is this character? What is he doing? Is he good? Is he bad? What's his motivation? All of that. You're going to have so much fun with that character. So that's some good times. So essentially his group, his team, they want to hire Dom's team uh, and basically they want God's eye, and if Dom's team gets him God's eye, then he will let them use God's eye to find Deckard Shaw. So that's that's basically the story that you're going to deal with is um, the whole revenge flick and the rescue flick and then the aftermath, if you will. That's the basic story. I don't want to get too much into it because there's a lot of crap that goes down, a lot of crap that happens, and... I guess let me kind of break it out in sections. Let me talk about characters, stunts, story, um, go from there. Okay, so characters. Uh, obviously, our returning characters would be Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Paul Walker as Brian. We got Dwayne Johnson back as Luke Hobbs. Uh, we have, of course, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty. Uh, we have Tyrese as Roman. We have Chris Ludacris Bridges as Tej. Uh, Jordana Brewster is back as Mia. Uh, I've already, you know, I told you Kurt Russell's in here. Jason Statham is our bad guy. Deckard Shaw, along with uh, J- Jamon, who's in, is our second bad guy. Tony Ja, uh, I guess, who's a, a really uh, in Thailand. This guy's huge in martial arts, and boy, he ha- he's got some amazing fight scenes in the film. It's some good times. Uh, Natalie Emanuel, uh, she is in this film. If you watch Game of Thrones, uh, you will eventually find out character she is and of course we have uh, the undefeated ufc woman champion ronda rousey so as far as our returning characters uh each one of them is solid i mean they're they're just an extension of what we've left off in 
uh, in these movies. Of course, we have the super fun uh, bickering between Tej and Roman Pierce. Roman Pierce, uh, of course, is our comic relief. His jokes are really good. They definitely, especially the, the cool thing with James Wan taking over for director because he comes from a horror background, he does a really great job in the film of, of building things up and making things tense. And then he uses comedy to break the ice. And Roman Pierce has a lot of excellent moments where he helps break that ice throughout the film that I think you're really going to enjoy. He's got some really good jokes. I would say that the comedy is a little less in this movie than we've come to know in these films. But that's for good reason, though, because... Uh, you know, this is all about our, our last ride together uh, with Paul Walker. So we, we kind of want to we want to have as much fun as we can. But we also want to, you know, take this as, ser- as serious as we possibly can. So I would say that the comedy is toned down, but the comedy is still gold with uh, with Te- with, you know, Roman and uh, Tej and then Roman just by himself. Uh, of course, the the moments with Mia, Jordana Brewster and Paul Walker um Man, there, there's a particular scene in the middle of the film that I cried. I thought my crying was going to happen at the end of the film, but it, it happened in the middle of the film. And I wasn't the only one. I looked I looked next to my wife, and she's like, she's got like three tissues already soaked. I was like, okay, I wasn't the only one. Uh, of course, the ending I knew I was going to cry at, and my boy next to me, Nick, I mean, he was bawling, bawling like crazy. Oh, man. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, those two... When they have their moments on screen are are fantastic. Uh, it's probably the best of the series with those two, with Mia and Brian. It's fantastic. And then, of course, Vin Diesel. I mean, he's just as badass as he always is. And uh, everything that you expect from Dominic Toretto, you get in this movie. And maybe a, a little bit, a little bit more because I really dig the revenge style of Dominic Toretto because the guy is just like, you know, when he's on a mission, he doesn't let nothing, nothing stop him. You know what I mean? He's just like, he's got his focus and he goes and it's like, you better get out of the way, you know? So as far as, uh, you know, another character that I absolutely love, of course, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, um, part of my disappointment in the film uh, would probably deal with uh, with with rock um, and will it affect my score of course we're going to talk about that in a little bit but I think it's safe to say based on the trailers you've probably seen you've you've seen rock uh, you've seen Dwayne in a cast so it's safe to say something happens to him and he's he's taken out in the film uh, he's not in it as much as I was I was hoping for but then I have to ask myself, does it make sense for the story? Absolutely. It made perfect sense for the story why he didn't have as much presence as he does uh, in the in Fast 5 and 6. And when he is on screen and his presence is there, is it great? Does it make sense? And it is. It, it's fantastic. So uh, there's specific reasons why he's taken out. You'll find out when you watch the film. Uh, and then when he does come back on the screen... You'll be like, okay, makes uh, this is awesome. It's good time. So that's kind of where my expectations weren't expecting to have less time with Dwayne Johnson. But for the story, 
yeah, I'm totally cool with it. It's all good. You know, if I want to see more, I'll just watch five and six. Uh, for this one, it, it's it's perfect. So uh, another um, another disappointment would be something that I'll have to say for the spoilers on a particular character. But then when I justify it, I'm totally cool with it. So so that that's kind of the thing is that. There were certain things I was expecting, you know, because like I said, I had the highest expectations. There were certain things I was expecting, but got, uh, but for the story that they were telling me, I was totally cool with it. So as far as our returning characters go, uh, each one of them has their shining moment throughout the film, uh, which is pretty cool. I definitely dig. That's something that I think the other ones, you know, their shiny moment was in the group, but each one will have their specific moment to shine, which was something new that I think you're really going to enjoy. Our new characters, of course, Jason Statham, he was great uh, as Deckard Shaw. All the fight scenes are fantastic. I don't think it's a spoiler to tell you there's a lot of fights in this movie. This is this movie has the most fights than any other Fast and Furious movie. So that is pretty awesome. You're going to enjoy that. Of course, I'll talk about those fights in the spoilers section. Uh, but let's just say the fight between Rock and um, and Jason Statham, which I've been dying to see. Uh, for since the moment I knew it was going to be announced, the rock bottom that's given to Jason Statham is the greatest rock bottom that Dwayne Johnson has ever given anybody. So if you don't know what the rock bottom is, Google it. Okay, uh, it was awesome. I just oh, it was so good, man. I love the camera work that was done for the rock bottom. It was so good, dude. Oh my gosh. Oh, I was cheering up in the theater, man. I threw my arms up in the air. A lot of people did actually. They're like rock bottom, rock. Somebody screamed rock bottom that bitch. It was awesome. It was good times. Uh, so yeah, that fight that fight was good times. And of course, you know, there's going to be a fight between Vin Diesel uh, and Jason Statham. That and you know, I don't want to spoil it for you because there's some things that happened throughout that fight that was pretty interesting that I wasn't expecting. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then new characters like Tony Jaa, man, uh, he, uh, this guy seems totally legit, man. This, this guy's a great fighter and, uh, you've probably seen in the trailers, he has a fight with Paul Walker during the, uh, bus sequence. So you've seen in the trailer where Paul Walker's like hanging off a cliff, which I call the uncharted scene. Uh, if you've ever played the uncharted series on PlayStation, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Me and Nick and my wife were all like uncharted. We all said at the same time, it was so cool, but, uh, yeah, that's a really good fight. And, uh, yeah, uh, the, the fights are fantastic. Good stuff. So let's talk about the stunts that we see in the film. So as I said, the ending is not in the trailer, so I'm not going to talk about the ending. I'm going to save that for you to experience for yourself because the ending, uh, the cool thing is, is you don't actually know you're at the end. You're like, okay, is this the climax of the film? I think it is because there's a lot of crap that's going down. That's exactly what I would say to myself. I'm like, I think this is the climax. You know, like last time it was given to you, like, okay, this is a plane. This is clearly the end of the film. Or you're like, okay, this is the bank heist. This is clearly the end of the film. When I got to this one, I'm like, okay, the movie's been going on for a little while. I think this is the end because there's a lot of crap going on. But I don't know because it's not been in the trailers. So that's the beauty of the end of the movie is you have no idea it's the end. It's good times. So 
stunt work okay so let's talk about the stuff we've seen in the trailers and how does it look on screen okay obviously the big one that they've been promoting like crazy is the plane sequence the plane sequence which in the movie played out longer than we've seen they they've had like extended cuts of this particular scene there's actually more to it when you watch the film which is awesome now the reason behind them doing that is makes perfect sense because at first you're probably like why in the hell are they falling out of a plane now we've joked about this last time that the next fast and furious movie is going to be in space right well i guess this is the closest we're going to get to space because they're up in the you know they're up in the clouds and they're falling down so the the scene is great um and something i didn't expect uh, which I guess I, I can talk about in the spoilers if I remember, but there's something that happens during that scene that doesn't play out the way I was expecting it to when it was all said and done. I was like, huh, well, that's weird. The trailers made it look differently. So that's something that's fun for your experience. It's a real good, funny moment. And then the action-packed sequence of, uh, of Brian trying to get on that bus is, uh, of course, because they got to rescue Ramsey. That's the whole point of that of that scene and the action that happens there is crazy it's very reminiscent to the train stuff you know where brian's like hanging off the train and you know got to get to the car it's kind of like that it's a really intense moment but the way it's filmed it's filmed a little bit differently than justin lind did uh these past couple movies since tokyo drift uh, I definitely like James Wan. I think he was, I was kind of nervous. I'm like the, a horror guy coming in to do this, but man, I got to give him props, man. I give him two thumbs up. He did a fantastic job. Uh, I really like the differences that he did. Um, the, the, the slow motion stuff that he would do at certain times, which I, I really hate to say this, but I hate slow motion in movies. It's so matrix, but it was done so differently that you know or i should say this it wasn't done differently it was done with class you know i guess that's the best way to say it it was done with fast and furious class and you're like damn that was awesome so i definitely dig me some james wan uh he did a fantastic job and if the series continues i hope and pray he comes back because he was fantastic so yeah as far as that uh bus sequence goes it's a fantastic action piece. Now, of course, you've seen the $3 million car where there's only six of them in the world and now there's five because they destroyed it. Uh, that that scene played out differently than I was expecting as well. But, man, it was so good. There's actually something added in the movie that's not in the trailers, uh, which made it more intense. Very cool. I'll talk about that in the spoilers. Uh, that scene was awesome. Very good times. And then there's like multiple, let let me put it this way. You know how Fast Five had, um, you know, changed the game. It was just a heist film. And then part six had some some race moments, but it was pretty much in the same line of, of five. This time around, there's a lot of stuff done with cars, you know, and and of course, these are Fast and Furious movies. You would expect things to be done with cars, but they actually emphasize a lot more on cars, but it's not for racing. It's to get the job done for certain things. So if you were missing that with five and six, you're going to enjoy that in seven is they brought back more stuff to do in cars. Um, and it doesn't take anything away that's going on. So that was pretty awesome. That That's something that is going to be a, a nice surprise for you if that was something that you're missing. Now, if it's something that you're like, ah, I kind of wish there wasn't that much 
dealing with cars. Well, you're watching the wrong series. You're supposed to have cars in these movies, but I I do admit that in in five and six, it, it was the right choice to pull back the cars because you're trying to reinvent yourself. But there's a perfect balance where you get the same style and energy and flow of five and six, but you bring back a little bit more of the car stuff that was missing in the earlier film. So that is a perfect balance that was done by James Wan in the film. And I definitely dig that. Now, uh, in regards to um, the actual story, you know, uh, here's the thing, man. Nobody cares about the story, okay? Let's face it. You know, the simpler the story, the better it is, right? I know in part six, some people complained it was convoluted and a lot of people bitched and moaned that, well, what was the whole point of Paul Walker going back to get information about Letty that, you know, Don would find out anyways and all this and that, you know? First off, if you're actually paying attention to the scene, you would realize it comes into play later because Braga tells Brian that Owen Shaw doesn't want you near him unless he lets you. And that's a line that's delivered later from Brian to the rest of the team. And that's what helps them figure where things are actually going to be at. And then number two, it tells you the full story of Letty. Now, clearly Letty told Dom that I lost my memory, but we didn't actually know what happened because number one in part four we only saw the imagination from dom's perspective we didn't actually see what really happened but this was clear converse this was the clear story of what actually happened to letty and how she lost her memory so technically speaking did they have to show what happened to letty how she lost her memory no they didn't have to do that but one we got a really great fight sequence between brian and the prisoners and and braga two it sets up what's going to happen later when hobbs partner is the mole and switches things around and and basically explains why things have been happening the way they've been happening throughout the movie so that's the purpose of that scene so i don't know why people complain about it but People always got to complain about something with these movies. That's just the way it works, I guess. People always got to bitch and moan about something. But the cool thing is is that most of the reviews that I've read is people are definitely digging it because the people going into it are knowing what to expect. Now, the common thing is, oh, it's too long. Have you not seen a movie? Most of these movies, number one, Fast and Furious movies are long. They're supposed to be. There's a lot of crap that's happening in them, okay? Most movies nowadays, they're not typically an hour and 20 minutes anymore. This isn't the 80s, people. Two hours is an average runtime. Are you going to complain about Avengers 2? That one's almost three hours long. Oh, my God. Are we going to complain about that, too? So there wasn't one scene in the movie where I would take out because everything worked for me because the way that the story played out, the way the action sequence were in there. I mean, there's some ridiculous stuff that happens in these action sequences that clearly people should have died. I mean, there's no way in hell that you should be able to walk away from. But that's the beauty of Fast and Furious is that, you know, it's screw physics and we're superhuman, basically. You know, that's the cool thing with these movies is that you as long as you go in knowing this, you're not going to be disappointed. But if you go in and you're going to be a critic about it and you're going to try to find logic in it, then you're going to have problems. I mean, let's just face it. So let's wrap up this non-spoiler stuff. Let's talk about some Paul Walker. So... Oh, last time that I get to see my boy on screen. And uh, I'll tell you, man, I I had a beautiful time with the stuff that they showed. You know, as we know, 
Paul Walker's brothers came in to finish the film. Now, 80% of the film was done, was finished from Paul Walker, and then his brothers came in. Now, I do know for a fact that the the guys that did CGI for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes are the guys that came in to finish this. Now, there's specific scenes, of course, that I know for sure are his brothers. And then there were other parts that I've read recently that were actually Cody that I thought were Paul Walker. So the way that things are done is really good. You know, one thing I went in knowing is that they were going to do camera work differently, you know, far away shots, side shots, things like that. And the way that the scenes play out, it makes perfect sense the way that they're shooting Paul Walker around those scenes. So, man, I'm telling you, I don't know how you could have done it any better. I really don't, man. When the movie came out, Cody posted a picture of him wearing uh, the the jumpsuit that Paul Walker is wearing at the end of the film. And I was like, okay. So I started to piece together the scenes that I remember him being in. Uh, in that suit and I'm like wow did Cody actually do that part of the film which I think I'll talk about in the spoilers if I remember because a lot of times they say I'll talk about in the spoilers and then I freaking forget because that's just the way things go but it was good times man um, there's a particular fight sequence that happens in that suit and man Cody if that was him his fighting his fighting style was was solid man just like his brother because, you know, Paul Walker has that flow when he's fighting. He's super fast. Because I believe he's a, I think, I thought he was a double uh, in jujitsu. He was like a double black belt or something like that. His flow was super fast, super crazy. And if Cody was replicating that, he did a fantastic job. You know, the, the great thing with this story is, even though we got a lot of crap going on, we got a lot of action sequences, we got two bad guys up in this movie, uh, we got some, you know, insane fighting going on when when we pull it back and we look at the heart of the film the heart of the film is definitely paul walker they they did they went out of their way to make this a tribute to him in every way possible by every line of dialogue by the scenes that he has with dom with the scenes that he has with the crew with the scenes that he has with maya the scenes he has with jack which obviously his boy is is older now um you know one of the the heart-wrenching things is when the house blows up man i'm like how the hell can you blow up the house but there's a scene that happens during that blowing up of the house that i was i could not believe what was going on uh with paul walker's character crazy um but man they 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 go out of their way to really let you as an audience member say goodbye to somebody that you care about, you know, whether you're a person that's like, you know what, Paul Walker, he, he's never acted good or whatever the case may be. Maybe you've always been that person. And I challenge you to watch ours. Ours is one of the last movies he made where, uh, it's just him trying to keep his little, his little baby, tiny little girl alive, during Hurricane Katrina. And you tell me that boy couldn't act. Okay. I challenge you to watch that movie. And if you don't have your heart pulled. And you're not crying in that movie. And you're not seeing the pain that he's feeling. You know. And you're not. Man. I'm telling you. I don't know anybody that I've had watched that movie. Tell me that was a bad Paul Walker performance. 
And I'm telling you, man, this is the best Brian performance out of the series. And it's it's I could see why they wanted to finish the film. And it there's no worries about not honoring Paul Walker in this movie. The 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 send off that everybody talked about, you know, I tell you, when I go into Facebook and I, I do hashtag Furious 7 and you go to the live feed and it constantly updates, you know, what post after post after post after post. It's always the same thing. That ending. Didn't think an action film would make me cry. What a way to to send off Paul Walker. So and so. I mean, it's everything it's cracked up to be. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to tell you how it goes down or 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 anything like that. Let's just say that the the song that's played which is on the soundtrack by the way helps bring helps make that moment for you so let's get to the uh, the, the question of the day is there going to be more fast and furious movies well this is the first fast and furious movie uh in the past couple of years that has no stinger now a stinger for those of you who don't know is essentially a a, a scene that happens you know, either mid credit sequence or end credit sequence sets up the next movie. So like Fast and Furious 5 ended happily. You thought, hey, all is well. Dom and Brian are going to race. But then boom, Eva Mendez walks in and hands Owen Shaw a picture of Letty and you find out Letty's alive. And you're like, oh my God, even Michelle Rodriguez had no idea she was coming back because she thought she was dead. Uh, you get to number six, and you have the, the 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 whole family praying at the table, doing grace, and it ends fantastic. And all of a sudden, you find out Jason Statham killed Han. Holy crap! This one, uh, uh-uh. um, they 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 purposely make this movie about Paul. They do the tribute to Paul, and and that's it, man. Then you get your credits. There, you don't have to stay. There's no setting up for number eight now. There's been talks about number eight, uh, and l- let's just face it, for two reasons. Number one, this movie ends the series perfectly, but if they wanted to go on, they could do so. They've also set it up to where they've acknowledged how things are going to change and things are going to be different and so on and so forth. So that that is actually addressed in the film. Uh, future sequels actually surprisingly is actually addressed in the film it's done in a subtle way of course okay it's obviously not said oh my god are we going to make sequels no it's i mean come on you i'm talking about subtle ways they've talked about future endeavors in the fast and furious world okay do i want a part eight i don't know I, i this for me is the best of the series i loved it so much um I never, I've never cried in an action film before. Um, you know, my my wife, who is not somebody who cries easily, uh, and is somebody who, when she cries during a film, does not want to watch it ever again. Was just like that movie was amazing with tears rolling down her face, and like I can't wait to see it again. I mean, I was like, wow, that 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 was a great thing uh, that happened for sure. So uh, could eight happen? Of course. I mean, let's face it. Universal, this is their biggest money maker. If, from a business standpoint, it makes it makes sense to continue. You know, this is your biggest franchise. Why would you want to flush it down the toilet? Story wise, could it continue? 
they have set things up to where it could continue in part eight. I will say that there were little there were little things placed throughout this film to set up part eight, but they also have it set up to where if this was the final film, those things don't need to be addressed anymore. It has a closing chapter on as well, if that makes sense. So again, balance, man, that's the best word I can use for this film. The perfect balance between different things. And there was a perfect balance of, of setting up a, a future, but also closing this series if it needs to be. So as, as the crew has said, we are not talking about eight. We are in celebration of Paul Walker. We're in celebration of this movie later down the line. Maybe we can talk about that. And would I be willing to see that? Of course, these are my friends. I mean, I, I love seeing these guys on screen. Am I going to have an empty an empty spot? Hell yeah, I'm going to have an empty spot. You know, because let's face it, these movies, we're always seeing Dom and Brian together. How weird is it going to be to just see Dom doing everything by himself and the guys in the background without Brian? It's going to be weird, dude, you know, but I think they could pull it off, you know. So the way I vote is this. If this is the end of the series, man, you have ended on the best note possible and I think this would be this would be an ending that most of your fans would agree with was fantastic. You know, like the Dark Knight Rises, it's like split in half. Like half the people freaking love it, half the people hate it. But I think like 98% of the fans love the ending to Fast and the Furious 7 where like this movie would be the ending of the series. And I think everybody would be like, that was a, a salad one through seven. You know what I mean? But it could also... If it continues, I think people would be excited as well of where it could go. So uh, bottom line um, for the non-spoilers, and if I've given you some spoilers, literally that was all stuff that was from the trailers. Very little of it, I think, was any spoilers. So if you feel spoiled by what I've said, I apologize. I Again, I tried to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. But bottom line, here is my feeling on the film. I've seen this movie in a lot of lists under rankings as number two. Fast Five is everybody's number one, which I totally can see that. And I can't argue with somebody if they want to put Fast Five as their number one because Fast Five was awesome. It, it had so much comedy, so much action, just such a great story. You know, I think I really can't argue with somebody. It's like if somebody says... The Dark Knight is better than Batman Begins or Batman Begins is better than The Dark Knight. It's like I can't argue with them. You know, it's like, dude, they're both fantastic. You know, The Dark Knight Rises is my favorite, but I recognize the fact that people freaking hate that movie. You know, I've defended it to no end and I'm done defending it. I'm just leaving it as is at this point in time. I'm done. Okay. But I don't think I have to defend Furious 7, you know, for this series, especially if you know what this is. If somebody was to come up to me and be like, dude, Furious 7's the best, I'd be like, hell yeah. Somebody comes up and says, Fast 5 is the best, I'd be like, hell yeah. You know, Furious 6 is your favorite, hell yeah. You know, that was my favorite, you know. But I recognize that Fast 5 is better than Fast 6, even though I love Fast 6. But Furious 7, hands down, is my favorite of the series. Um, there, there are less comedic moments that are, there are more of in Fast 5. But the action is is done is done so crazy in this movie. I mean, I, it's so good. I can't wait to see it again. But the thing is, man, is is the heart of the film is Paul Walker. It really is. And 
Boy, I'm telling you, it it does it. Oh, whew, that is it, man. That is what takes this movie to the top. Now, let's say Paul Walker never died. Would uh, I have no idea how this movie would have? I don't. It's hard to say. We'll never know. You know what the original Fury Seven would have been? Would have been better in Fast Five and Six? Probably not. I don't know. But because of all the changes that have done, all the all the subtle di- all the subtle lines of dialogue about family and 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 brothers forever and all this and that, all that stuff you know is setting up for what is going to be the end of the film. So, you know, the end of the film I think for a lot of people takes this movie to a whole new level. You know, maybe. Something that was like three stars instantly kicked it to four stars. You know, I was at five stars going into the movie. You know, even my disappointment levels on certain characters still didn't drop my level. You know, my level, my level of five down to like four and a half or anything like that. So, I mean, you kind of knew when when going into this that. You know, I wasn't going to give it below five stars, but you know, I did say that I, I was going to give it some time. You know, and. This movie's been in my head like like crazy since the moment I walked out of the theater. I have not stopped thinking about this movie. I went to a uh, to a hockey game last night, and all I thought about was this movie and how much it meant to me emotionally, and just how much I I, I loved everything I saw and saying goodbye to a character, man, and the moment you know being with my wife and being with my friend and and us all crying and all walking out of the theater saying the same thing that damn an action movie is not supposed to make you cry and that was so good but i can't talk right now i need to gather my thoughts and just hug each other and 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 call it a day you know because that's what we did it's like you know love you bro you know and it's it's good times man so so uh, yeah I, i think that's it man um, that's my that's my thoughts, people. Uh, I I cannot recommend enough for you to see this in the theater. You have to see this in the theater. The whole world is gonna see it in the theater. Okay, come on, you need to do it, man. You, you need to do it. And I recommend seeing it twice, three times, four times. I don't know. See it as many times as you want. But you know, when Surgeon, I said, hey, yeah, you can see it on DVD. This one you gotta see in the theater because. Uh, being around those people, man, and, and having the laughs when the people had the laughs and having the cheers when the people had the cheers and having them tears when the people had them tears. I'm telling you, if you don't cry during this movie, I don't, I don't think you have a soul. And I'm being honest there, okay? I mean, there wasn't one guy in the theater that was hold, not holding back tears, okay? You know, everybody was either tearing up or, or, or holding it back, you know? So I'm telling you, man. If you're a human being, you'll cry in this movie, baby. But it's it's crying because it was beautifully done. So, so that being said, uh, that's it for the non-spoiler review. So I'm gonna play you a tune. This is the uh, this is the the goodbye song to Paul Walker. So if this is your goodbye to the review, I thank you so much for for coming and, and hearing what I had to say. I do have some emails, but. Uh, I'm going to save those for the spoilers section because they are dealing with spoilers. But if you're only here for non-spoilers and you haven't checked it out yet, but you just want to hear some thoughts, hey, I appreciate you downloading this. You know, Fast Five has still been my number one downloaded episode for the past three years. It's been ridiculous, and uh, I hope Fast, I hope Fury Seven kills that record. So. Uh, if you want to write in, tell me your thoughts, stlpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear it. 
And uh, the next movie review that you can get from me, uh, after I get some testing done, as I said, with work, uh, I got a big test I got to study for and pass. Uh, It's $200 a piece, and I got two of these tests. So uh, once all is said and done, I've passed these tests. Uh, maybe I can get back to the uh, to a good podcasting schedule. But my next movie review is going to be Breakfast Club. So be on the lookout for that. So if you are sticking around for spoilers, I can't wait to talk to you. Uh, in the meantime, uh, here's the here's the final um, goodbye song that's played for Paul Walker. And it's beautiful. It's good times. Uh, I will catch you guys if you're leaving this section. Uh, so you guys have a good one. Take care. Masunas out. It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Damn All the planes we flew, good things we've been through Then I'll be standing right here talking to you About another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh But something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different See the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place Uh, How can we not talk about family When family's all that we got Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side And now you gon' be with me for the last ride It's been a long day Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again again. We've come a long way way. From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you again First you both go out your way And the vibe is feeling strong It was small turned to a friendship A friendship turned to a bond And that bond will never be broken The love will never get lost And when brotherhood come first And the line will never be crossed Established it on our own When that line had to be drawn And that line is what we reach So remember me when I'm gone How can we not talk about family When family's all that we got Everything I went through You were standing there by my side And now you gon' be with me for the last one Let the light guide your way Yeah And every road you take will always lead you home. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again.
right, STL Nation, glad to have you back. It's time for spoilers, baby. Here we go. Okay, so uh, I, I was mentioning before about uh, disappointment level, but not tearing down my score. So here's where my disappointment levels came in. Number one, uh, you know, I, I knew The Rock after the fight was going to get blown out of the uh, of the building. I wasn't expecting Elena to be there. So it was nice to know that Elena didn't die. I didn't like her haircut, though. I thought that was pretty terrible. But I'm glad that Elena didn't die. Um, but, of course, I knew Rock was going to be in the hospital. I did think it was an interesting twist. He had a daughter. I thought that was freaking awesome. Although, for some stupid reason, I thought Elena was the mom. But, number one, the daughter never said that Elena was mom. And, number two, she's like eight. Nine years old. So come on. There's no way Hobbs and Alina have been together that long. So, you know, they've only been partners for like three years in this time frame. So that was a, that was a nice surprise. But my disappointment level was Ronda Rousey. I thought she was part of Jason Statham's crew, man. You know, I thought that was like his girlfriend or something. So the fight that happens between Ronda and Michelle Rodriguez is because of uh, she's a bodyguard to the guy that has the, you know, the God's eye microchip hanging out in the in the you know three million dollar car but the fight was awesome though so uh like i said the fact that she wasn't part of jason statham's crew i was okay with because they've established that jason statham you know deckard shaw is so badass he doesn't need anybody else he only needs himself because the guy is black ops i mean the guy the guy's a train killer so on and so forth so it made actual sense and that's when when I, you know, I took a step back and I looked at it where I was okay with the fact that Rhonda was not part of Jason Statham's crew, but she was part of, you know, just a bodyguard. I was okay with it. And then my disappointment then went away. So, uh, and then rock comes back. Okay. Here, here's kind of like, like if I have a nitpick, I got a nitpick about two little things. Again, these two little things are not enough for me to to warrant any sort of uh, dropping my score. Okay, so my first nitpick is Hobbs. Okay, so he gets thrown out of the building, lands on a car, and they said like he's got all these injuries, right? So he's probably in the hospital for how many days? What? Two at the most, right? But yet the dude's able to get up and he's able to break apart his cast like he's healed in two days. I mean, come on. That was a little over the top, but I didn't care. It was still badass. Daddy's got to go to work. You know, he breaks it off. That was awesome. And if you actually pay attention, the football game he's watching is his, uh, evidently, I guess somebody said is his East is like his, uh, his college football days, I guess. So, um, but you know, that was something where I actually was like, okay, that, that was a little over the top for me, but I get to have Hobbs back in the movie. So I don't give a crap. Let's get rid of the cast because I want him to have a Gatling gun and take out a big-ass helicopter. So the ending of the film, man, where we're dealing with the helicopter, you know, that, sh- that stuff is not in the trailer. That's awesome. That, that, was, that was great. I loved it. The fact of them taking Ramsey and throwing her from car to car, that was insane, which, of course, can never really happen, but it was beautiful in this movie. And, like, uh, Dom and her falling, jumping off a cliff and falling down, and, and they survive through the roll cage. Oh, my gosh, that was insane. I'm like, okay, seriously, you should have died, but for this movie, I freaking loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was great. But my second, my second nitpick um, is, is only a little bit of the ending. Um, and that's when they're all on the beach, right? And, you know, they're all looking at Brian and 
they all are kind of like, you know, things are going to be different going forward. Like everybody in the crew is recognizing that, you know, Brian needs to, because Mia is pregnant. So Brian's going to have another kid. So clearly, you know, they're going to take off and they're going to be a family. Okay. I totally get that. You know, um, I think the only thing I would have wanted maybe a little bit different is like maybe Brian saying bye to the rest of the crew. But at the same time, it's always been about Dom and Brian from the very beginning, you know. And that's why I think the focus was on that, which I don't have a nitpick on. I, I think that's I think that's great because it's it's bringing closure to the to the chapter one of those two together. Um, what I was just wondering is like, I, I know some people are probably going to be real stupid and say, Oh my gosh, why did Brian leave without his family? Why did he go down that road? It's like, no stupid. He's going back to get them. It was just to represent that they're one's going down one road and one's going down the other. Don't be an idiot and think that, Oh my gosh, she left his family behind. And he's driving off in a sunset. I swear if I even hear or read something like that. I'm shutting off and never turning back, I swear. Um, it, it's not that I have any nitpick about those two being on the road together, looking at each other, smiling, uh, and and the voiceover from Dom just talking about how we'll always be brothers and the way it, the sun hits and, and just fades to white and says for Paul, that was beautiful. I loved it. I couldn't have asked for more. I think my only nitpick, like I said, was just I didn't get a chance to see Brian say bye to the rest of the team. But as I've also said, it makes sense that we didn't see it because it's always been about Dom and Brian. So it, it it's like it's a nitpick, but it's not a nitpick because for everything that I think, you know, I was expecting I, I justify it with what the story is telling me, you know, like I was expecting it one way, but the story gives it to me this way and it, it totally takes care of whatever my problem was, you know, if that makes any sense. So, so the, the thing with the, with the ending, you know, I think that's the, only, obviously that's the only shot where you can, you can clearly tell that uh, it was all Cody because obviously Paul Walker didn't know he was going to die and he was going to film a scene like that. But the beach stuff, that was all Paul Walker. That was actually part of the original ending. So, But I also know I've seen Cody um, in that same attire walking with Mia and Jack. So I think there's a little bit of the beach stuff that wasn't finished. But you know, the way that the shot is at the end, though, is like, man, it's like 98% perfect. And just a, like 2% of like where you could tell it's it's a little bit, you know, it, it's not paul walker you know what i mean it was it was that good so yeah it really the only nitpick is like the 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 hobbs breaking his arm after two days of you know having a broken arm oh he's sealed up already and and just my first initial thought of you know brian didn't say bye to the crew but hey he's got to go back and he's got to pick up his family so of course he's going to say bye to his crew you know what i mean like i said the ending that was for us to say goodbye with Dom. And yeah, I totally get it. I'm totally cool with it. And and everybody else out there watching it has just said the same thing. You couldn't have ended it any better than you did. So, and I, and I think the fact if you would have had a stinger in there, it would have taken away from that. And I love how they showed all the, all the footage of Paul Walker throughout the films. That, that was fantastic. So, 
Um, other spoiler stuff to talk about, man. Really, the only thing that was super noticeable to me in the movie was when they get to Tokyo. You know, of course, they played the Tokyo Drift, uh, you know, end sequence. But then you get, you know, like 10-year, much older Lucas Black, who luckily Vin doesn't look that much older than he did in Tokyo Drift, you know. But Lucas Black put on just, uh, it looks like he put on like maybe one or two more pounds than he was before. And uh, it's it was cool. I mean, you just go in the moment. I mean, obviously, this is Tokyo Drift is technically supposed to happen after uh, after six. So this is supposed to be the continuation going forward. But it was the only scene to take me out of the movie just for a little bit. You know, like maybe like like 10 seconds I had to register. I'm like, wow, he looks a little bit different than Tokyo Drift. And then I got back into the film. So outside of that, you know, not really a big deal. So let's talk about some other stuff. So finding out that Owen Shaw was still alive, but he was all jacked up. Man, that's, that, that was crazy. How the hell did that guy survive that plane fall? But yet... Giselle freaking died and she was nowhere near as high as uh as the as Owen Shaw was but it's pretty cool though man that beginning entrance of Jason Statham seeing all those people that he killed and blew up a hospital walking out man I mean that's how that's setting up making him a badass I freaking love that um the whole Kurt Russell thing I was praying I'm like please be a good guy please be a good guy please be a good guy and then when they go in the warehouse to take out um Shaw and uh, and then the other crew comes in and then freaking Kurt Russell gets shot. I'm like, what the hell? You're not going to kill Kurt Russell in this movie. And then I remember the talk that Vin Diesel said that if for part eight, we brought in Kurt Russell's character in seven so he can have a bigger role in eight and it'll take place in New York. And then I was like, ah, he's going to be fine. No problem. And like I said, I love I mentioned before how there's there's an opening but closure because uh, he can clearly come back in eight because he's alive, but there's also closure that if this is the last film that, you know, him saying bye to Dom and, and that he was going to go on the plane, you know, brings closure there. Now, one of the things I wasn't expecting is how much of a Brian and Dom this movie was going to be. That's one of the things that I, I definitely find would be a spoiler is if you told somebody that, Hey, the crew is going to kind of take a back seat this time around. And we're going to go back to the old school, Brian and Dom movie. And that's how I think they honor Paul Walker. The most is by making, you know, those two back as the full force in the front and the story, you know, of all the conversations they had about, you know, you're going to be, you know, the best thing you ever did is being a father to my sister, you know, like being a, being there for my sister. And then the phone call when he calls Mia to basically tell her he may not be coming home. And she tells him that, yes, you are because we're having another, another kid. We're going to have a daughter. And then he starts crying. Then I start crying. Then my wife starts crying. Then Nick starts crying. It's like, oh my gosh. And it's like, it's so good. I mean, of course, Jordana Brewster is barely in this movie, right? She's in like the beginning. She's in the middle with the phone call and then she's in there at the end. Uh, but it's it's fine though, man, because she's in there for every amount of time that she's supposed to be in there. But uh, that that's what I dug was that I wasn't expecting was Dom and Brian to be, you know, kind of. Uh, their story again one last ride so that poster when it's paul walker on there and vin diesel it's really true it really is one last ride because during the middle section of the movie it's only those two they leave their crew behind and it's just those two going out after the bad guys and that was badass i totally love that um so towards the end of the film uh when we get that the the crazy 
uh, jump from the charger to the plane. All right. Even I admit this is this was the most ridiculous scene of the movie. The most crazy and ridiculous scene of the movie was the charger jumping and and putting a backpack on the helicopter. I mean, it was so ridiculous, right? But it was so cool. I was so in the moment. It was so awesome. But um, you know, the the building falls down and 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 they're trying to pull Dom out and he's not breathing. I guess that was one of the last scenes that Vin Diesel and Paul Walker filmed together. Uh, Because I remember reading that, you know, Vin Diesel said when he got up, he went up to Paul Walker. He's like, man, that scene was really scary for me. And, you know, and he went and told Paul Walker just how much he meant to him. And, you know, he didn't want him to forget, you know, how much of a brother he's been, you know, to him. So and then like a week later, Paul Walker died. So that that scene was pretty eerie for me to watch. Uh, and, and then to find out that the cross is now the wedding ring, it like takes a whole new spin on the series, man. It's like, oh my gosh, that, that cross that meant so much to Dom in part five that he had to go to a cop's house to take back makes perfect sense. Cause it was his wedding ring, uh, for Letty. So good, man. I, I love that twist. I thought that was fantastic. It's great that, uh, Letty got her memory back. That was awesome. Uh, I was hoping that that wasn't going to drag out past this movie. I was hoping that was going to get resolved, and it did. So another scene that was totally unexpected that was in the trailer was the car jumping two buildings. But in the movie, it's three buildings that the car jumps. I was like, hell no, because, you know, it's in the one building, it jumps out, and then it goes into another one, and then it goes into the one that we see in the trailer with the people. So that was something that was pretty freaking amazing and, and i love how they set it up because in the beginning of the movie you know my they show paul walker you know they get it all tense and then he does the funny you know uh moves two feet and then it's pick up jack and he's in a minivan and you just get that good laugh and there's that talk about cars don't fly and then he tells dom cars don't fly dom you know i love that that was a great callback to the beginning of the movie that was super fun but uh, man, if if they really took a three million dollar car and destroyed it, that's insane to me. But it wouldn't surprise me either with these guys because that's just the way that we roll in the Fast and Furious movies. Now, I think there's only one disappointment that remains, but that wasn't you know actually cleared up with the story. But I'm still okay with it. I was really hoping that Ramsey and Tej were going to get together, you know, because they're both hackers. He's a boy. She's a girl, obviously. I really thought those two were getting together, and that's the way it looked like it was going to go down. But it never happened. So I do hope that if we do get a part eight, that she comes back and that those two get together. That's the really only disappointing moment in the film for me. But it's so minor, that it, there's no way in hell it would ever drop a, a star rating. And it's really cool that Ludacris freaking fought, man. I knew he was going to fight because I saw him on uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. And I No, not Jimmy Fallon. What was he on? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. And he was talking about his fighting style that he used in the film. I'm like, oh, Tej is going to fight. So I was expecting that scene to happen when he did. 
and it was cool. It, it gave him his his shining moment. So, and I definitely dug Ramsey, man. She's man, she's beautiful. I've never seen her in games Game of Thrones. I didn't realize how cute she was, and I could see why time traveling Peter has a thing for her. That's for sure. She she was a cutie, man. I did notice, man. They did a lot of like booty shots up in this movie, man. They went like hardcore with like all the all the women dressed all like the way they've been in these movies, like. They they had a little bit of it a five and six, but they went all out in this one. I'm like, holy crap, man! Are we trying to go back to like the first movie where we had a lot of people in booty, you know, showing the booty and stuff? I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just something that was a little bit surprising to me that I wasn't expecting. But the the stuff I was talking about in the non spoiler section about with the cars, how there's so much of the cars, like it just it just seemed like every like ten minutes there was some sort of. Uh, chase that was going on with cars and it was cool man it was like going back to the to the old days which i'm fine with but i i found that pleasantly surprising you know but yet there was enough balance of having the characters all together and the good laughs and then the fun times with dom and brian that like man i can't use that word enough there was balance you know that that's what made this the best for me there was a perfect amount of balance for everything so so, man, as far as the rest of the spoilers, I think those are all the ones I really want to talk about. Uh, I might be forgetting a few, so I want to get into some emails uh, because I know Watson saw it, and he loves it as much as I do, of course. Uh, he was on the review of Furious 6 at the end. So uh, let, let's get into emails and hear what the STL Nation has to say. One shot, everything rides on tonight, even if I've got three strikes, I'm going to go for So our first review comes from Jameson Very Good Rabbit. What's up, sir? Been a long time since I heard from you. He's like, hey, Mike, I saw the movie. Those guys sure were furious. Take care, <laughs> Jameson. Always got to be a smart ass, sir. But that's what we love about you, right? Um, I'm I'm interested to, to hear what you had to say. I know you haven't gotten back to me on your thoughts. I'm sure you're probably going to you know save all that stuff for real reviews. Um I'm hoping that you love this movie, man. I mean, I know that you're not in love with the franchise like me. So I don't expect you to have like a five-star rating. I mean, that would be ridiculous. I'm hoping you have at least a four, man. That would be cool. Uh, I guess I'll find out and see. I I know that the movie was ridiculous for you, but, you know, five and six were ridiculous for you, but you had a lot of fun with it. So I'm real interested to hear what you have to say, man. So hopefully, um, hopefully you dug it, man. So let's get to our final one from... uh, from Monday Night Jason, good old Jason Watson. What's up, sir? What is up, Masunis and the STL Nation? Well, after a day to soak it all in, I'm ready to give my thoughts on Furious 7, and it was balls. <laughs> Instead of amazing, it was balls. I had the highest of expectations for this film, like myself, and it didn't disappoint at all. The remaining members of the crew were as awesome as ever, and I really liked the addition of Kurt Russell to the mix. I wish Rock would have been in it more, as I have said, but for the time he was in the film, he made up with that kick-ass rock bottom he put on Deckard. For real, though. In the end, with the with the Gatlin gun, you bring the Calvary woman, I am the Calvary. And one thing I did enjoy, they didn't kill Jason Statham off. That was badass, you know? The only villains that have survived is the villain from number two, um, 
the villain from number three and the villain from number well i guess it's not a surprise that he lived because i mean let's face it the villains in one died and the villain in five died but oh and the one in six died but then you find out he survived in number seven so i think there's been a good mix there but i'm glad he didn't die that way he can come back in part eight so that would be cool now uh besides the theme of vengeance this film also had another that of family and it was evident in all the interactions with all the main crew. But if I remember anything from the film, it will be the beautiful send-off they gave to Paul Walker. Fans of the series or not, you had to give you had to get choked up at the end of the film. The CGI work that was done over his brother was noticeable, but it looked real good. I know I had tears running down my face as I said the, as I saw the crew looking out as they said goodbye to their brother. Ain't that the truth, man? Amazing way to say farewell to Paul and Brian. Um, in uh, To Brian and to Paul. In all, this is my favorite of the series, hands down, 10 out of 5 stars. Well, there you go, sir. I would rate them as follows. And man, oh, this is a good list. Okay, Furious 7, Furious 6, Fast 5. I think I'd have to agree with that because I love Furious 6, man. I freaking do. I have so much fun with Furious 6. And Fury and Fast Five is is so good, but Furious Six is like like ten percent more fun for me. Uh, the Fast and the Furious is uh, number four, then Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Wow, I would rate it like this. Here we go: Furious Seven, Furious Six, Fast Five, uh, Fast and Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, and The Fast and the Furious. That's how I would do my rating. So, uh, well, can't wait to hear your thoughts on the film. And until then, I'll holler at you later, Jason Watson. Thank you, sir, so much for writing in. It was great to hear from you. So that's it, man. Um, whew. I can't. Oh, this is so good talking about this movie, man. Oh, I've been waiting so long to finally talk this movie. So this is it for me, man. If I don't watch another movie the rest of the year, I'm good. So, you know, I mean, of course, I want to see Avengers and I'll probably see Terminator in the theater. Uh, I'm going to actually take the kids to go watch some Pitch Perfect because, you know, they love some Pitch Perfect. Hopefully there won't be any sex songs this time, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, but, you know, I- I'm excited. You know, uh, for me, this this was my most anticipated movie of the year. It did not disappoint. I can guarantee you this. This is my number one movie of the year. And it's going to take a lot for it to be knocked down. So when we get to the year-end list, I can pretty much guarantee you this will be number one. Uh, I'll be shocked if it isn't. So Avengers 2, you got a lot of work to do, son, to kick this movie off my number one list. And I mean, come on. I mean, Avengers 2 is going to be fantastic, no doubt about it. But, you know, my for 15 years, man, I have had my, my whole... I've been so invested in this series and to have the ultimate payoff 15 years later, it's just, it's really hard to compete with that, you know? So, so this is it, man. I don't know if I'll, if we'll get a fast eight or a furious eight, fast and furious eights. I don't know. And you know what? I am totally okay with it. If this is it, this is the final one. Thank you guys for all the memories that you have given me all the fun times it this was this was amazing thank you so much for all your hard work and and finishing the film this i know this was so hard for you to do and i know none of you will ever listen to this but if you did 
from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for for keeping this series around, for helping make a difference in in my life and people's life. You know, you you know definitely created a move a movie series that can bring all sorts of different racial uh, demographics together and and people who may not get along. Uh, on a normal day-to-day basis but can get together in a room and cheer together and cry together and and just have a good time together and it, that that that's testament of the power of this franchise so i thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and it's time to say goodbye to paul walker and i did and uh i got some closure there and i cannot wait to revisit this movie time and time and time again uh, it, it will be it'll be good times. Now, obviously, the emotional impact will not be as strong as it was the first time around. But um, now that I know what to expect and, and seeing it uh, multiple times will just be different experiences. So and catch new things. So that's it, guys. Uh, thank you for coming and checking out the review. I appreciate it. Hopefully, you dug it. And uh, I told you I was going to have a love fest on this movie. So I'm sure there's going to be some reviews out there that's not going to be so so loving of the film. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, nothing I can do about those people, right? I can only speak for myself. So there you go. And uh, if you want to write in for the, this particular episode, your thoughts, stlpodcastgmail.com or uh, the upcoming movie, The Breakfast Club. I have no idea when that will be, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I did buy the new Blu-ray, so I will talk about um, any differences in the Blu-ray from previous editions, you know, all the special features, all that fun stuff. But it's a movie I've been waiting to do for a long time and definitely got to do it. So uh, until then, guys, it's been fun. Uh, I'm glad we finally got this out of the way. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. So in the meantime, you guys have a good one out there. You be safe. Take care. Misunas out. Came in that fur head bad luck. Got a whole lot, remember I ain't had nothing. We done sold out now, everybody mad at me. Tell them roll out now, everybody smashing. Get ready, cause you know it about to be a problem. Hey, hope you're ready, cause you know it about to be a problem. Yeah. This the only way we know to go. Squad up, never roll alone. And we gon' ride on forever. Driveway, cash in the driver door, spin it, do it my way. Put you like a matador, fresh out the catalog. One far, we all fall, crew like dominoes. They would chase by my nose, saw my dogs ride and smoke, mob heavy like the Pope. For that pot of gold, we are not alone. Boy, boy better check your tone, you gon' need a lot of help. I ain't talking bank loans. Sit with us, table last supper, toast to the brothers, some bad muff. Yeah, ain't nothing but pure luxury. You looking left to me, should be looking up to me. Preferably one of the best, she riding cause we next now and forever to death, be loyal and respect, stay ahead of the rest, we just sit back, relax, doing things to impress. This is the only way we know to go, squad up, never roll alone, and we gon' ride on forever, we ride out together, pull up right in your zone, take over the street, that's how we roll, and we Oh no, flying from a mile away.
it's not a problem, only real ones follow hey, look, me. And I can do this with my eyes closed, blindfold, two times over, ride solo. But I got women and got soldiers, I ain't tripping, can try get it, your night's over. Talking no melatonin, get it and fight coma. What's the fleet of a giant, it's feeding the fire. History, be less than flee when they're flying. You don't believe it, they try it, we don't believe it, just try it. I call the people to leave them, a hundred pieces divided, that's gold blood. And I've been his dope life for summers, and I ain't really Right there with him, so the police ask you questions. You gon' keep quiet. Is you loyal? Is you real? Is you fake? When I can't tell, that's the type of way that I hate. You got that fake friend syndrome, and it's no cure, so your symptoms is gon' show. You know the code. Stick around, hold it down, never fold. Like it's a crease up in your dicky pants. Hold up, each one, each one. Motivate each one to be shocked. I ain't just another statistic. I do this, this, that. If you wanna get specific. I'm just trying to make my day go quick For me and my day one hit it right. 